This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void where prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. All right, what's shaking, Red Nation? This is Jeremy Brenner here with another episode of The Dream Take, presented by The Dream Shake, home of all things Houston Rockets at SBNation.com. And tonight, we're doing things a little bit differently than what we had originally anticipated, but for good reason. There's no wrong, bad reason for why we're switching it up. But I did come across one question in my mailbag that I wanted to take a little bit more time because it was a multifaceted question and I think it deserves a little bit more time than just a 
yes, here's my answer. So I figured that I would take the next 15, 20 minutes to talk about this in particular, and we'll keep that mailbag open throughout the off season, and we can just pull topics off of one question. Of course, for our live listeners here on Spotify Live, if you want to chime in, if you want to come up and talk about it, feel free to hit that speaker request button or throw your questions down in the comment section as well. I'll be taking some mailbag submissions. That's the right word. Mailbag submissions in the comments as well. So I want to read out this. So I got a lot in my DMs. I got a lot everywhere else. But this this specific question actually comes from thedreamshake.com, home of all things Houston Rockets at estimation.com. So if you aren't doing so already, what are you doing? Head to thedreamshake.com for all things Houston Rockets at estimation.com. We're still going through the off season, which in my opinion is the real season. But the question comes from Eastman88, who is a very strong member on our message boards in our comment section at the Dream Shake. So shout out to you. Thank you for all that you do for our community at the, at the Dream Shake. Here's the question from Eastman88. What will it take to consider next season a success from a win-loss perspective? And I, and I was thinking, you know, cause, cause we had thought about this, uh, you know, we kind of briefly touched on this here and there, but there is a couple of different answers to this question, right? Obviously the Rockets finished with more wins this season than last season. Part of that had to do with the fact that there were 82 full games this season, whereas the season before there was not. But I do believe that the Rockets' win percentage did get a little bit better in 2020, in 2022 versus 2021. So in 2022, the Rockets were 20 and 62 with a 245 winning percentage. Go back to 2021 and the Houston Rockets also not a very good season, but they finished with a 20, well, they didn't win 20, 17 and 55, excuse me. So that is a win percentage of 23%. So yes, this season was an improvement, but 29 NBA teams for the second year in a row did better than the Rockets. So is like so would you consider this season more successful than last season because they had more wins i think that you can say that this season was more successful than last season without using that argument and i don't necessarily and that kind of poses the question do wins measure success for next season for a rebuilding team like the rockets and i feel like this past season it didn't need to be but I do believe next season wins and losses matter a little bit more. And not even that. It's about being better than other teams. So the first part of this answer for me is the Rockets need to be better than other teams and need to have more wins than they had the previous year. So they had 20 wins this year. They're going to need more than 20 wins. And they're going to need to be better than other teams. To me, I put a little bit more stock in being better than other teams because 
you could have, you know, like, like we saw 35 wins in the West this year got you to the plan. 35 wins in the East this year got you to the lottery. All right. So again, that back episode here on the dream take. I do have a speaker request though from Sergio. So I am going to bring him up. I'm going to kind of break this up tonight, but I do, I do have a speaker request. I want to honor that speaker request if I can. So I'm going to do so tonight. Sergio, welcome back to the dream take, my friend. How are you? How have you been? No, I'm doing great. You know, sadly, I did miss the Rockets last five games this season. But hey, seeing as though that the season ended greatly, well, drop lines. I kind of feel like, what's our next move? Where do we go from here? Yeah, so this is, this is a, we're branding this as a mailbag episode, but I did kind of want to take a different turn with it. I wanted to take one specific question and kind of exploit it. And we were talking about that a little bit earlier, but I do also want to go back to the uh, genesis of the episode, which was a mailbag. And I did want to honor any speaker requests that came in. So you're the first one of the evening. So if you've got any uh, mailbag questions for me, floor is yours. Oh, I could ask anything. Ask, ask me anything. AMA. All right. Uh, uh, we got to think about uh, draft wise. Who do you think that we're going to pick in this draft? We have stacked forwards in this draft. I, for one, believe that we should go with Paolo. What's so that's a that's a loaded question. So we're assuming we have the number one pick. I'm, I'm guessing that's kind of where you're coming from here. Yes. Okay. So if the Rockets pick number one, who should they take? There are. Here's here's my thing. I've said it in the past. I'll say it again. To me, I rule out Chet only because I feel like the Rockets are in a position to where they do need to improve this season. And I feel that Chet is the furthest away out of the three from being truly successful and reaching his potential in the NBA. Now that leaves Jabari and Paolo. And, you know, Mike is team Jabari. I'm team Paolo. But Mike has given me reason to be content with Jabari. For me, I take a little bit more stock in the fact that Paolo and Kevin Porter are really close. Paolo and Jalen Green really are, are obviously really close. Yeah, Paolo and Kevin Porter Jr. are both from Seattle. So they have that they have that connection. They've known each other for a little bit. Jalen Green obviously has been really close. So they're all West Coast guys. So that's kind of how mm. they all know each other um, through AAU and things like that. So to me, chemistry-wise, Paolo's your guy. And to me, there's not enough to differentiate and make either one of those players better than the other. So that's why I am, as of this moment, and it's what, April 24th, I'm going with Paolo over Jabari by a smidge. It's the chemistry that puts him over the edge for me. Yeah, that too. If you also look at it as well, Paolo is actually a uh, he's a good low post scorer. He also is a solid off the dribble. He's a good shooter. He's a good playmaker. He's able to make his own shot. Um, I think the only problem is is, is he's a inconsistent three. He's an inconsistent shooter and kind of is like you know like a tiny bit hesitant to like shoot the three ball. But 
I feel like if he, he would fit into like the Rockets, uh, like what we have, what we're building here, and you know, make him adapt to our play styles. You know, you got a, you got a good yeah. coaches, you got a good coaching staff. There's here. no there's no runaway prospect, right? And in a draft right. where there's no runaway prospect, there's going to be flaws with whoever you pick. There, and that's funny. Even in a runaway draft, there, there's there's flaws in every pick. But yeah, exactly. in a draft like this one, what makes it so intriguing, I guess, is that you have three players here who are very similar, and you can make an argument for any of the three. To me, the reason why Chet is number three out of three is because I just think that where the Rockets are is not where Chet is. I think Chet needs to go to a place where he can be like he can make mistakes and it can be like like I think Orlando is a great fit for him. Obviously, yeah, him there have been much that he should go to Orlando. Chet Chet makes a lot of sense for the magic in my opinion. Um but also like the Rockets might not necessarily have a choice in who they get of the three. And I do think that you should take any of the three before you take anybody else. Um but like if the Rockets take if the Rockets are three it depends on who's one and two and Orlando might be in a Orlando is in a better position to pick Chet than another team because because Orlando is still is looking for the guy that can be their number one and I don't think Chet would be our number one I think Chet would be our number two possibly our number three Chet could be Orlando's number one so that's personally why I wouldn't go with Chet I think I think you need a guy that can be like a glorified role player in a way. And, and I do think that Paolo and uh, I do think Paolo and Jabari can be that. I do think Paolo's ceiling slightly higher, which the upside, the slight ticking upside is another reason why I'd go Paolo. But that's just like, it's also so early, right? We're still, we're still a month away from the lottery or a little bit less than a month away from the lottery. So I don't want to, like, I don't think too much in the little details between the prospects and all that. Because at the end of the day, if the Rockets go three, if the Rockets are the third pick in the draft, they just got to sit back, wait for two of those guys to go, and take the one that's available. And there's no real need to discuss, oh, you know, does this person fit? Does this person fit? Does this person fit? When the choice will be made for you by the other two teams. That's right. So to me, that's well, that's why I haven't really gone and looked at a lot of film on these guys yet. I obviously I've, I've read and I've studied through other people who have done that, but I have not done my own personal research on any of the top three for, for that reason. Once we know our draft position, and a little bit more about the draft. Then we can go more is, deep into context about this as well. Like, what if the Rockets go four? Like, if the Rockets go four, then then we're not getting any of those guys, and and we got to look at the rest of the crop. Yeah, you know, you need to say four. It's I mean, but but Sergio, you gotta like that's a possibility that we can't just rule out at this point. And yes, we we could want something and all that, but let's focus on the things that we can control versus the things we can't. That's true. All right. Thank you, Sergio. I appreciate you coming on and, and talking with me. Yeah, I'll try to join in these uh, talks anytime I can. And, and here, Sergio, let me ask you one question on the way out because this All is right. kind of how we started the show, and this is a good way to kind of tie everybody in. 
right. In terms of wins and losses, what would a successful year look like for you? Ooh, I would have to say, hmm, think about this. I would just say just like run the rotation that we were finishing out when we were winning those games, you know. Start KPJ and Jalen together. Okay, but a number. Give me a number. Give me a number. Uh, like in like many, wins? Yes. How many wins does this team need next year to be a successful year in 2023? Ooh, we need at least – wait, what was our record this year? 20 and 62. 20 and 62. So I'd say at least 37 games. 37. So a 36-win season is not is not a successful season for you. 36, 36 wins. Well. There's no wrong answer. As long as it's like if we make – if we were able to make at least a 10th seed push for the play-in, I call that a success already. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, appreciate you, Sergio. Thank you. I think you're having up here. Mm-hmm. I think what we're seeing here, too, is, you know, wins and losses don't – like, there isn't an exact number that needs to matter. Because, look, 37 wins versus 36 wins, obviously not that not, not that big of a difference. But also, like, 33 wins got San Antonio to the 10th seed this year. So I think, like, if you say, oh, well, if they win 30 games, but if they are in contention for that 10th seed, that could be considered a successful season. So I think what we're seeing is that wins and losses don't exactly equate success. Let's see what my good buddy Michael Brown has to say. Mike coming in on his night off like the good good employee that he is here at the Dream Take. What's going on, Mike? Hey, long-time uh, listener, first-time caller. Really enjoy the show. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate that. No, I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll, let, I'll let Mike let, uh, I'll let Mike know that you said that. I wanted to uh, just quickly shout out uh, point guard for the Chicago Bulls, Alex Caruso. Uh, zero points, four rebounds, four <laughs> in his, uh, his team's uh, 24-point loss today at home. Uh, so I just wanted to uh, join the show, uh, give that – uh, stat line for anybody who was uh, curious as to all that money that Chicago gave him for some Mike, money. He did, he did get hurt, though. I think he, he was in concussion protocol. Okay. Well, in his time on the court. How many minutes did he play? I watched part of that game, and I don't know who I hate more, uh, Grayson Allen or Alex Caruso. It's pretty close. Um, oh, that's like the worst for you. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's like the anti-Mike Bowl. Yeah, that's right. Lucas 17 said. minutes, zero yeah. points. Sorry, zero I took the game off before he got hurt, so that's not my fault. Yeah. Okay. Well, Mike, while I have you, um, I think it would be a good idea for you to tease the episode we have later in the week because this was all you. So I, I would love to give you the floor and share the news we have for our special guest later in the week. Yeah, Thursday night, uh, if anyone who listens to the show would like to tune in to the Dream Shakes Facebook page or uh, Twitter uh, profile, uh, the Dream Take will be joined by PA current PA announcer Jonathan Sanford uh, here at the Dream Take. So pretty excited, pretty good get for uh, the Dream Take, the Dream Shake. Really looking forward to picking his brain on all things Rockets and NBA and playoffs. It should be a good show. Yeah, so we are doing things a little bit differently this week. I'm out on Thursday. It's the NFL draft. I've got 
duties with that at work. But Mike is holding the fort down. Jonathan Sanford's going to do his best Jeremy Brenner impression. And we're going to have a show on Thursday night. Going to go out Friday. Super excited about it. Uh, so Jonathan, if you're listening, uh, super excited to have you on. Wish I could make it maybe another time. But I will definitely be listening to yours and Mike's conversation. Looking forward to it. Uh, but Mike, before before I send you off, the question at the top of the show was how many wins do the Rockets need in order to have a successful season next year? Um, that was the opening mailbag question, and I think that's what I want to talk to everyone that comes through here and get their opinion before I get mine. Yeah, if we don't break the Warriors' 73 wins in the regular season record next year, I'm going to be pretty disappointed. 74 or bust. <laughs> 74 and 8. Anything less, then we suck. Uh, no, I mean, realistically for me, man, um, I like I like Sergio's number at what, 38? 37, 37. 36. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think if they win 35-plus games next year – I don't think you can consider that anything but a success. So 35 is the number. I would ideally like to see us right around 38. Uh, but I'll, but for the official record, I will go 35. So 34 wins, unsuccessful season. I would say so. I mean, it, look, it would be Fair a enough. tremendous it would be a tremendous improvement based on 20 wins. But I also think that the team vastly underperformed this year. I think they had more talent than a 20-win team. So I can vibe with that. Yeah, I mean, for me, that's the number is 35 or more, and I would be pretty happy. But, you know, I think it's like, good. like I've said before, man, I mean, do the offseason right, do the draft right. This is a 40-win team next year. Uh, but I'll let you get back to your show. If a lot goes right. But, yes, thank you, Mike. Appreciate you, as always. Uh, all right, so to kind of wrap this up here and to give us more of an answer to our question, never mind. We've got another speaker. I want to honor all of these because we don't have as large of an audience as we do here, but it's our good buddy Shane from Down Under. So I'm going to let Shane come up here and drop his mailbag question. Shane, what's going on, man? How are you? How's hey, I'm good. How are you? Like? How's Monday morning looking like? It's good. It's good. In Australia, it's um, public holiday. It's actually public holiday right now, so really? it's pretty cool. Yeah, what, yeah. What holiday is it? I think it's uh, Anzac Day. It's called Anzac Day. It's like basically like for like the war um, in Australia. Like, like it's kind of like yeah, you know, like of the Australian Day? soldiers and stuff. Yeah, something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. Th- thank you to all those who have served Australia. Yeah, yeah. Australia. I know we have some other listeners in Australia that are probably. That. So also happy Greek Easter to those who are <laughs> celebrating in Greece. Um, yeah, awesome. So you got the day yeah. off, I'm hoping. Yeah, yeah, I do, I do. Yeah, that's oh, why I'm just I'm watching I'm watching Phoenix Philippines right now. Oh yeah. Oh perfect. That sounds like a dream. Just having like a wake up on a Monday morning, have nothing to do, and just turn on TV, and you got you got a playoff game. <laughs> like that's amazing. Like oh my god. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This, when I when I'm in at some point in my life. <laughs> When I live in Australia at some point in my life, I can't wait for that. Uh, you've, yeah, if you come to Australia, let me know. <laughs> I, I will. I will. I will definitely let you know. But what, what you got? Yeah. Any questions, Shane? Yeah. Um, no, sir, I actually just wanted to talk about the win 
the wind projection thing because I oh, thought that yeah. was actually I thought that was actually a really interesting question like because I was actually surprised actually I'm not surprised at the same time that Michael said at 40 wins because I'm just like he's ultimate optimist <laughs> well like 36 or whatever it was or 37 like that was, mm-hmm. but then like for me like um I feel like for me I'd be like really happy if we get 30 wins or like 35 30 wins but yeah so yeah so let me get this let me get Eastman 88's answer the, the man of the hour who who kind of yeah. prompted this whole show right he says, for yeah. me, I want to see 30 wins minimum. I believe with some added yeah. rim protection, and if Jalen can take that next step, it is doable. It will come down to team defense, in my opinion. The team can score, yeah. and they improved on that front as the season went along, but they were dead last in defensive yeah. rating. Can they defend yeah. enough to win a higher percentage of games next year? Mm. That's the key. Well, they did- you, look at, you look at those last five or six, seven games of the season – and mm. they needed like the points were there. They were they were toe to toe with Minnesota. They they scored a lot against Sacramento, Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, I guess Brooklyn was the one outlier game from that, but Toronto they were really close as well. So like they had chances to win, but if the defense was just a smidge better than the worst defense in the league, they might have had a couple wins instead of losses in in those last couple of games of the season. Oh, yeah, I agree with that. Um, it's just, I don't know if it's just for me, like, I'm skeptical of, like, Silas actually being able to coach our team to become, like, a winning, like, I know that's not a winning team if you're winning, like, 35 games or something, but just, like, you know, to have, like, that kind of success, like, yeah. I kind of, like, you worry know, about funny. that. It's funny because yeah. Mike and I on the last show, go, go, go listen to it. I'll give you a sneak peek yeah. here if you haven't seen it. But or if you haven't yeah. listened to it, but Mike, we were like basically like going through the path of the Rockets championship, and Mike mm. had like the Rockets winning thirty five games next year, so like a fifteen win improvement. And he's like, yeah, and we fire Silas the end of the year because he sucks. And I'm like, how? Like, I, I like, I like didn't know if he was being like serious or not. And I was like, Mike, how are you gonna go fire our coach after he just won us fifteen or sixteen more games? And then the very next day, James Borrego got fired, and he was the first coach <laughs> to ever be fired after improving the team's win total by double digits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah so, I saw that. He tweeted at me. He tweeted me. He's like, I told you so. And I'm like, damn it, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, okay, but that's a little bit different because I guess at least it with Borrego, he had been there four years instead of two or three yeah. and he had gotten that team like he had got I think he he had gotten the Hornets to about as far as he could go and I also think that yeah there were issues there chemistry wise with the coach and the team and I don't necessarily know if there's the case with this team with that but um yeah yeah I'll give you that the chemistry is definitely better probably between the coach and our players for this for our team yeah right Mm-hmm. The only thing so, yeah, for me, so the only thing for me is like it's the end of game um, execution that I still kind of like worry about, you know. And yeah. I feel like Silas has a long way to go in that aspect. He does, but I think also part of it too is he needs a talented enough team to be able to get in those positions, and yeah. he hasn't had that yet. But I do think the team he will inherit this next season 
is going to be the best he's had and it'll be the best chance he's had to win basketball games. Uh, but Shane, yeah. uh, we're about to head out. So anything, anything before we sign off? Oh, no, I was just going to say the last thing, like, um, on that point is I do remember Silas actually saying that he didn't do all, all the uh, different kind of offensive sets that he would normally, like he kept it really simple. Like that was in his end. Um, the end of season interview he was talking about that because like the team was kind of like new with each other so hopefully we see more of that offensive genius that was supposedly there in the Mavericks run next year absolutely all right well Shane thank you so much uh, have a happy holiday be safe and uh, enjoy Thanks, all right take care all right. Okay, bye All right, and I think we're at a point now to where we're going to put a bow on this episode. Before we do, I'm going to I'm going to answer the prompt that was given at the top of the show, and I'll repeat that prompt from Eastman88 on thedreamshake.com. What will it can take to consider next season a success from a win loss perspective? The magic number I'm going to give is ten, and that that means two different things, right? I would like to see this team improve by at least 10 wins. I think that is a, an achievable goal, and I think that is a reasonable goal. I think 10 wins would get you to 30, so you're at 30 and 52. But the number 10, I think that's a little bit more important here, is where you are in the standings. To The good thing about the play-in series is that you have potential to compete even though you might not necessarily be a competitive team for the championship. And it gives reason for teams to be competitive that aren't necessarily competing for a title. The Rockets are in that boat next season. And the number 10, I'd much rather see them be the number 10 in terms of wins and losses because it'll mean that you are better than five teams versus them winning you know, 16 games instead of 15 or 20 games more instead of 19. To me, I think the improvement is still not necessarily something that you see in a box score or that you see in the standings or that you see on a scoreboard. More so, I'm looking at the product. And if the product is improving, then that is enough for me. Wins and losses don't matter as much. Just win more than the other teams in your conference because that, I think, is an, a good indicator in where you are as a franchise. And look, if the Rockets can go from worst team in the league two straight years to the play-in, I don't care how many wins you got. That's a successful season. So that should be the goal for the Rockets this season, is to get to the play-in, regardless of who's there and who's not. Play more than 82 games. Play an 83rd game. Even if it's an 83rd game, you lose that first play-in game. At least that's a step up from where you were. And I do think that the Rockets need to take at least a little bit more than a small step this season. I feel like this season was a small step. You got, you you didn't necessarily improve wins and losses, but you improved in terms of growing your team. Now it's time for those wins and losses to catch up. Mike was right. This team talent wise is better than 20 wins. Let's see the talent get those wins back. And let's see the improvement of basketball IQ and just the comfortability, the chemistry with each other 
also help us get to where we need to go. And I think it's a good place to park the rocket ship for tonight. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to this episode of The Dream Take. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at The Dream Take and at DreamShakeSBN. We'll be back on Tuesday night to record another episode. Mike will be there. I'm still a hundred. I'm not a hundred percent sure if I will be. It's usually not my night, but because I'm not going to be there on Thursday, I might slide in for a little bit. But we'll have an episode on Tuesday recording Spotify Live. And as Mike teased earlier in the show, Rockets PA address announcer, voice of the Rockets inside Toyota Center, Jonathan Sanford is coming to the show. We are not doing that episode on Spotify Live, but rather our Facebook page. Give us a like if you're over there. And our DreamShake SBN Twitter profile. We'll tweet out more information throughout the week. So stick around and stay tuned. You can also head to our website, thedreamshake.com, home of all things using Rockets at SBNation.com. Special shout out to Eastman88 for tonight's question that led to this brilliant episode. If you'd like to follow my co-pilot on Twitter, you can do so at BSW Podcast underscore MB. That's Mike's Twitter. You can also follow my Twitter at Jeremy Brenner. That's J-E-R-E-M-Y-B-R-E-N-E-R. Thank you guys so much for tuning into this episode of The Dream Taken. Until next time, go Rockets! Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.